This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Walling, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Josh and Marcus versus Benchwarmer Luke, because autocorrect won't stop, and returning player, Andrew Vollenkamp. Welcome back to the bench, Andrew. Uh, why don't you take a minute to remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. All right, so I live just north of Dallas. Um, one big thing I'd like to share is I know I got ragged on last time for the University of North Texas, but we won the NIT. Hey, Go mean green. Plus, Go mean and won me some money, baby. That's right. Hey, hey, I won some of my coworkers some money, too. A bunch of the other coaches were coming in like, hey, you don't really watch your games. You know, I was giving them a little advice and everything. So I, I think I made everybody a little bit of money at work. Only problem is coach left, like, you know, three starters transferred to Kansas State. One went to, like, Georgetown or the bit, some Big East school. But, hey, we got the NIT. Hey, championship's a championship. That's right. I'm a hockey fan for the time being again, but uh, I'm pretty sure stars are letting me down. So, Yay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The stars seem to be one of the few like universally hated teams by the bench warmers. I'm not sure why or how that started. I think so. so no? Oh, uh, no, okay. Argue against oh, that. you don't know why? <laughs> oh, I know why. I, I think Dan especially has made it real clear as to why, and I'm right yeah. there with him. Look, Stolen. What? Wait. as a former Dallas Fort Worth area resident, when the stars showed up, we were all kind of like, why did you guys take them from Minnesota? This doesn't make any sense. Like, we appreciate the sentiment, <laughs> but should the hockey place have hockey? No. And, why, uh, <laughs> would the, why would the state of hockey have a hockey team? Yeah. Come on. But to be clear, this is one of 12 teams that Walling calls his in the NHL. I, so, I, <laughs> I, have, I have geographical um, pl- plausible deniability here. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So yes, and uh, David, nice to hear your voice again. How are you doing? And what is your and Andrew's team name going to be? I'm good. I just want to say real quickly for anybody that's listening to this, I just got over my third bout with COVID. Every time I travel, it seems I I went overseas, came up with COVID. I went to Louisiana, came up with COVID. I went to San Francisco, came up with COVID. So there it is. But I'm better now. I feel like Superman because, you know, nothing can hit me. Uh, and our team name is actually inspired by the fact that I saw this crazy story today that apparently Bo Jackson has had the hiccups for a year. And the story that caught my eye was that he has been trying every remedy, every home remedy, every every remedy you could read from every culture to get rid of hiccups. Today's a remedy that I was reading about was that he, Bo Jackson tried to sniff a porcupine's behind tush in order to shake the hiccups. I'm not sure where the heck that came from, but when I saw that, I was like, all right, that's it. So tonight, our team name for myself and Andrew will be Bo Jackson's Hiccups. Right. Let's uh, go on the bench and come up with your best hiccup remedy (laughs) so we can get him over to Bo and make sure he's, he's tried them out. All right, Josh and Marcus, how are you guys doing? What's your team name going to be? Let me go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll okay. go. Um, I'm doing all right. Um, baseball season is officially creeping up as the only thing to watch here soon, and I'm getting scared because the Mariners aren't very good. So uh, we got a twenty. We broke a twenty-one year drought, and then we're just back to being mediocre in every facet of baseball. So 
and the Kraken got eliminated. So, you know, just slowly descending into sports hell. But uh, other than that, oh, man, so great. And Mr. Josh? Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm doing all right. So, so David, does that mean you're up to COVID-57 <laughs> right now? <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot what the... What was that? At one point, somebody said I got COVID-76 at the Innsbruck Olympics. Isn't that how this all started? <laughs> oh, <sorry. sighs> yes. I don't I don't, I don't uh, know what number I'm up to, but yes, something like that. I just wasn't sure if it would just multiplied the number of times you've had it by 19. Or, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Ah, so, got it. Now, 1919. See, there well, we go. Uh, yes. I know. You're slow. You, you only went to Brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, things have been good. Uh, the weather is finally really beautiful up here, and uh yeah, uh, I got nothing else other than that right now. So our team name, uh, little inspired. Well, I, I this is fully inspired uh, by Marcus for the most part, but I can uh, I have my connections as well. So he's sporting a real awesome purple rain uh, T-shirt, and uh, obviously Prince being from Minnesota and hashtag Never Enough Minnesota. And then, well, obviously Marcus is a big fan of those Seattle Supersonics. And I was a big fan of Sean Kemp as well. Um, so we are going to be Purple Rain Man. But Marcus, my question is, how many babies do you think Sean Kemp uh, made while listening to uh, Prince music? Um, I think the number is somewhere between like six and nine, probably. Oh. <laughs> wow. I cue I cued that up by the I know. I know. You lobbed it up there and much like Sean Kemp with no protection, I threw that down. <laughs> the irony is we were just talking before we started recording about softball and, and Josh just threw the juiciest softball ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we have uh, Bo Jackson's hiccups versus purple rain man. Man, men or man? man. Okay, purple rain man. Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right. Well, before we get started today, I would like to hat tip uh, my good friend and the AK and listener, uh, Mr. Matt Frere. Matt wrote most of the game today. I took a few of the questions and tweaked them or changed them a little bit. So any ones that are bad are probably mine and the good ones are his. Josh will probably be certain to remind me of that. <laughs> this game is all about losers. So with that being said, the first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be four before- and after-style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. 
All right. Question number one in pre and post game. This sweet swinging Texan golf great shares the record for the most second place finishes at the Masters with Jack Nicklaus and Tom Weiskopf with four and is also the American tennis player with a one in four record in major finals, losing all four finals to Roger Federer. Ah, glad we're starting with my two wheelhouses. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't decide whether to leave this uh, towards the end or just Oof. get it out of the way, but Yeesh. that works. Does it? <laughs> I think it does. Do you really? I mean, I mean, it, it, uh, it I don't know if it's right, but it it works. Do you want to check it in? Um, or do you have other information? I I do not. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with that. Let's go with that. Okay, oh, no. we're gonna confidently check in. <laughs> Emphatic check in from Purple Rain Man. So, Bo Jackson's hiccups. You guys can talk it out. So, I'm pretty sure the first half is Ben Hogan because I remember hearing something about him being the sweet swing or something like that. I know he's from Texas and that whole deal. And, but Hogan, I can't. Okay. Wait, gun on. I sent a message. I don't know if it fits. I said, my mother-in-law is going to be disappointed in me though. She watches tennis all the time at her house. It's the only one I can think of. And I don't even know if they're. And so who did you say? Um, Andre Agassi, but I don't know if their careers crossed. I, I sent those original ones thinking they, but I saw the one before. I don't know. So the only the only problem with Agassi is he certainly won more than one Grand Slam. So it's not him. Oh, oh, but thank you for saying that because I know who did only win one Grand Slam. Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick. Oh, perfect. You're welcome. Okay. No, thank you. No, you poked my head in the right place. Okay. So Ben Hogandy Roddick. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We'll check in with that. That works too. That, that does. I like that better. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess let's kick it over to Purple Rain Man for their answer then. Uh, well, um, surprising to me, I just was looking at this and I was like, wasn't Andy Roddick not really great in majors? And Josh agreed. And then the first name that popped into my head that kind of rolled into Andy Roddick was Greg Norman, even though I have no idea about anything about him. And that's all we had, so we said Greg Normandy Roddick. Well, I will say this: it sounds a heck of a lot better than ours. But <laughs> Greg Norman is from Australia, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it's just yeah. Well, one team is receiving oh, points. Yeah, he is. Um, and the correct answer is indeed Ben Hogandy Roddick. Mm. Yes, uh, Greg Norman is from Australia. Yeah, yeah. he is an Australian loser. Um. I missed that first part. The, I'm pulling in Eric Eid. Already. <laughs> <laughs> Never go fully. Um, yeah. You try to avoid that. It's not generally good for your um, success rate. But, yeah, Andy Roddick lost three Wimbledon finals and a U.S. Open final to uh, Roger Federer, his only win coming in the 2003 U.S. Open. Although I don't know if I would have come around to Ben Hogan. No, that that was... That's very far down on my list. <laughs> Although I have to imagine Greg Norman is probably close. He's cause... certain. I if I I probably could have tweaked it to just say you know something about blowing awful leads and majors. He's from he's from Sydney, Texas. I think. Is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. all, this, all those Texan kangaroos that we had yeah. running around on there. 
Everyone knows that. <laughs> All right, on to question number two. This 21-year MLB veteran is the current active leader for the most times grounding into double plays and is also the Hall of Fame former MVP pitcher with three World Series titles and the second most blown saves in MLB history behind Goose Gossage. We will check in. All right, Bo Jackson's hiccups says check in. Uh, Purple Rain Man, talk it out. Well, when I first saw the first part and I thought, okay, active players... 21 years the first name and maybe the only name that came to mind was uh, Miguel Cabrera because that's a long time and there are many guys who play for that and who are currently still playing so we think it has to be him and uh, Marcus sent over pretty quickly he's like Raleigh Fingers that kind of works with Cabrera and instead of just immediately going in with it we decided to (laughs) analyze a little more and as I thought more, I was like, wait, there aren't that many closers in the Hall of Fame. And then one that would have won three World Series. So we uh, decided that, yes, that quick answer is the answer we think it is. So we are checking in with Miguel cabrera Fingers. And Bo Jackson's hiccups? Yeah, we're checking in with the same and had all the same, almost identical conversation the one piece of color that I will add is that I think he won the MVP in 81, which was the strike-shortened year. So it's tainted in my mind. But other than that, I'm okay with it. Well, David, here to throw shade on his <laughs> career accomplishments, but who are we to say? Uh, both teams receiving points. The correct answer was Miguel Cabrera-Raleigh Fingers. Number two on the active list for most GIDPs is former Rangers, Twins, Mariners, great... Nelson Cruz. Um, and then it's like, oh, I can't remember. Evan Longoria is on there. Paul Goldschmidt's on there. Like some slow-footed dudes. If I had done this last year, the answer would have been Pujols and Molina as like the most active. So, uh, And then Raleigh Fingers has a cool mustache. That's all my flavor text for him. Hey, you don't, I don't think he needs much more flavor text than that. I mean, his last name's Fingers. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Also, David, are you uh, discrediting Mark Mosley's MVP? Is that what I? Mean? <laughs> the only kicker to win MVP. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that should have an asterisk. Mark Mosley was also a straight-on kicker, right? If I remember right, which just made yeah. it. It just makes it even look dumber when they're showing MVP highlights. If you go back and look at that, it looks so stupid. I can't imagine why anyone would have ever thought that was a good idea. That's how they did it for the first. I know, but if you think about decades of the league, but if you run up and kick a ball, when was the last time you would ever you would kick a ball like that? Just doesn't seem natural. Go punch it, absolutely, one hundred (laughs) percent. To to kick it straight, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Oh, I wouldn't have. Seems odd. All right, on to question number three. After spending eleven seasons in the NFL as a wide receiver for the Chiefs, Lions, and Forty Niners. He transitioned to the world of MMA and lost his 2007 debut in 30 sec- 38 seconds to Bernard Aka, and is also the ex-NFLer who finished dead last in the 2018 Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship and spent a day as an honorary member of the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if it makes a huge difference, but throw the word golf in front or after the word club. Oh, that that helps at least. I was about to ask what that was, but uh, okay. yeah, 
All right. We're going to check in. All right. Bo Jackson's hiccups has checked in. So Purple Rain Man, talk it out for a few more seconds. When you started reading it and you said the teams, I was like, oh, that sounds like Johnny Morton. And uh, then we were stuck on Dorset for a while, but that doesn't really make sense, especially with 2018. And then we rem- remembered that there's this other Tony that played for the Cowboys that is a golfer and he's pretty good. And then we started thinking, well, 20, well, Josh was mainly like 2018 seems like it would lean more towards Tony Romo. And then that would make more sense. And maybe this is a PGA event and that's why he finished dead last. So we're checking in with Johnny Moore, Tony Romo. And Bojack and Hiccups. Okay, so we went the opposite way, and I was fairly confident that it was Tony Romo, just being from the Dallas area. I remember seeing him in like a Mavs jersey. There was a whole thing. And then we started trying to tie what names we could get with Tony. We threw out Morton, and then I threw out a bunch of incorrect first names before David pulled the name Johnny Morton, who he said was a first-round draft pick from USC. If that's correct, we're good. So Johnny Mortoni Romo is what we said. Both teams will be receiving their points. The correct answer was Johnny Mortoni Romo. Johnny Morton famously uh, went on the Jay Leno show and made Jay Leno kiss a donkey after the um, Lions broke their 12-game winning losing streak uh, in 2001 um, and then went and got beat in, in 38 seconds in his MMA debut and, and then tested positive for steroids. It's a real bang up start to his MMA career. Also bang up end to his MMA career. He had no other fights. And Tony Romo was an awful golfer and was a publicity stunt at the end of 2016, 2017 season when the Mavericks named him an honorary player and Mark Cuban tried to get Adam Silver to let him play in the game. And it was, it's one of the dumbest things that the Dallas Mavericks have ever done because Mark Cuban is a stupid donor, and I hate him. All right, question number four in pre- and post-game. This 1999 draft bust was the first selection made after the Cleveland Browns franchise was restarted, who is also the first of the infamous three straight wide receiver picks by the Lions that played just 14 games in his NFL career. We can check in, Josh. Cool. I'm good with that. Very well. Very quickly, Purple Rain Man has checked in, so Bo Jackson's hiccups, you can talk it out. Well, the 1999 draft bust was the first selection made after... Wait, wasn't that Tim Couch? Because in 1999, the Browns came back on the scene because they had just moved to Baltimore. Yeah, I know they drafted him. Is Tim is Tim Couch considered a draft bust? I mean, he did play for a while. It's not like he's Tony Mandarich or anything. Uh, or Demarcus Russell, maybe that's a better example. So now the first one of the infamous three straight wide receiver picks by the Lions that played just 14 games in his NFL career, Tim Cinco. Wait, no, he played a lot more than 14 games and wasn't drafted by the Lions. Oh, you know. Semantics. <laughs> he must, these must be typos of the question. Yeah, um, don't worry. It'll take him about three minutes, but David will get there. Okay. I'm no, no, don't say that. But it, <laughs> I'm just speaking okay. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not going to sit there, and then Eric will be like, we got one minute, and we'll be like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there, and you're going to get it, and that's going to be fine. Mark is writing the playlist for the remainder of this question. I got the script. You know the NBA scripted and the NFL scripted? <laughs> this is scripted. 
Yeah, we we know this script very well. I don't I don't know NFL drafts like you guys know NFL drafts. Well, uh, that that's not what we're. That's not the part is when it's like you really don't have a connection, but then somehow you get there. Ouch! I mean, ouch! Ouch! Oh, you're not saying ouch to what we're saying to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> Uh, David had a slow reaction to all the all of us making fun of him. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. Rude. Oh boy! Why can I remember this three straight? I mean, the infamous three straight. That's what I was asking. Are they? Is it saying that they're back to back to back three straight, or is it three like? Oh yeah, three straight years, or is it three straight? Yeah, not like it may help me come up with it, but I don't know if it's back-to-back-to-back years, or if they took like, oh, second round, they got a receiver, third round, they got a receiver, fourth round, they got a receiver. Receivers. So, okay, so so let's let's work it this way. Charles, like, well, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of what would come from Couch if Couch is the front end. It's definitely Tim Couch. I'm sure of that. It has to be. I mean, Charles Rogers, but he he played, he certainly played more than the played just 14, wait a minute, the first of the infamous three straight wide receiver picks by the Lions that played just 14 games in his career. So, Charles Rogers must have played more than that. I'm almost positive he played. I mean, he he was not great, but he must have played more than 14 games. I need an answer here, gentlemen. Uh all right. I can't, I honestly can't think of anything better. Let's just do it. So so okay. Go ahead. Tim Couch. Char, Tim Couch. Charles Rogers is what we will check in with. All right, and quickly checking in, Purple Rain Man. So I'll steal your flavor text. Um, Matt Millen decided to draft receivers in three consecutive years in the first round. Uh-huh. Uh, the the late, the last one he drafted was Roy Williams out of Texas. The one before that, or no, I have that around. I think Mike Williams was the last one. Doesn't matter. It went Mike Williams and or Roy Williams, and the first one from Michigan State. Yeah, who definitely played only fourteen games. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's Charles Rogers. So yes, we've also checked in with Tim Cow Charles Rogers. Right. Both teams are be receiving points. And yes, Marcus did steal a little bit of my flavor text, but he played five games in two thousand three and nine games in two thousand and five. He technically shows up as like having a game played in two thousand four, but he didn't actually have any time on the field in that game. So I mean, you're splitting hairs, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. It's still Charles Rogers. The correct answer was Tim Couch, Charles Rogers. Would have worked better with Carlos Rogers. I, I refrained and would not have accepted that as an answer because <laughs> it is not a different name. There's not a one to one correlation. <laughs> no bonus points will be awarded for that <laughs> answer. Well, David is sticking to the script here. <laughs> he is. He is, Marcus. What really well written script? This last question, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At the end of the first quarter, we have scores of Bo Jackson's hiccups with 100 and Purple Rain Man with 75. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes, and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's second quarter will be Flop, Turn, and River. 
flop, turn, and river. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Otherwise known as? Hey, I didn't write these, so I don't know if he has it. Specific. Okay. It doesn't appear that it's known as this is the I found a fun fact about a guy. I'm going to write a question. And I'm going to write a question around it. Yeah. Hey, right. not everybody who writes those, that's the thing. Just let me know. <laughs> Whenever I write them, I've found nothing interesting about somebody. <laughs> I have to then find five interesting things about them. <laughs> I do a Jeopardy style every time. So, Question number one Who am I? Eric Walling. Correct answer. Game over. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Have a good evening. The elder. You unlocked the, you the, unlocked the, the key. <laughs> this game is about me. Wow, this game is easy. Yeah. That's all you had to do. It says right here in the script if you. Josh says, Eric <laughs> Walling, and the game's over. All right. all right. Clue number one. He began his college career at Western Illinois University before transferring to NCAA Division II Chadron State College in Nebraska. Clue number two, he was drafted in the third round of the NFL draft in 1989. And clue number three, he has lost a total of four Super Bowls during his NFL career. We're going to check in. Oh, uh-oh. All right. Well, hey. Purple Rain Man has checked in. So, Don, or <laughs> Bo Jackson's hiccups, you can talk it out. So, for, if he was drafted in 89 and he lost four Super Bowls, it's a just... Occam's yeah. razor says he was a yes. Buffalo Bill, right? I, I mean, that, so it's not right. Jim. It's not Jim Kelly. He went to Miami. It's not Thurman Thomas. He went to Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't have to run the roster. It's not Andre Reid. I'm sure of that. It's not you know Bruce Smith. It's it's so the guy the, the first guy that I when I was like walking the Bills roster in my head, the first guy that I came to that I cannot think of where they went to school is 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 a uh, Don Beebe. So if you want to take a chance, we could go. Do you have any idea where Don Beebe went to school? I do not. But it matches the date and the team, and that's all I got is if you believe he, he lands around that day, I think he had to have played for the Bills. Being a Cowboys fan? Yeah. So here And here's the other – right. And so one of the other clues coming up is going to have something to do with uh, Leon Lett. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be clue number four, right? Because there's going to be a Cowboys reference in here. I, if you want to uh, go with it. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's do it. it yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I Because, I, because again, it's got to be a top 10 bill, right? I mean, because he's not going to ask, a, you know, about some random. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll check in with Don Beebe. All right. Well, um, Purple Rain Man, what did you check in with? I know I've been talking a lot, but I this game seems to be falling, like, straight into <laughs> my my wheelhouse. And I have an in here. Um, shout out to Max Gray, who played for me. He graduated in 2014, and he had a scholarship to Shadron State University wow. in Nebraska. And he played with a fellow by the name of Chad Beebe. And so I knew for a fact that Don Beebe went to Shadron. We knew it was a bill. So, uh, and Josh was right there too. He said I'm. he was pretty sure about Don Beebe. So we have also checked in Don Beebe. 
Oh, clue number four here was he was on the inaugural roster of the Carolina Panthers in 1995 before moving on to the Packers, where he won his only Super Bowl. And David has a script for this game. So clue number five <laughs> is he is well known for his play in Super Bowl uh, 27, where he chased down Leon Lett, yada, yada, yada. Correct answer was Don Beebe, both teams receiving points. And listeners, I don't know if you caught it, <laughs> but, but the word, the name Don was accidentally said at the check-in of uh, one yes. <laughs> purple rain man. Oh, I heard the, I heard David it. had it in the chat before. The no, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying you didn't have it. I'm saying it's like, yeah. all of a sudden I heard him say Don. And I like, went, duh. And then I oh, tried no, to catch it, myself. It was more. Yeah, it was Don. Wait, 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 wait. Who said it? Marcus said it accidentally? No. Oh, Wally. Wally. Oh, <laughs> so in all, in, all, in all seriousness, I, I completely missed it. I, I have to go back now, but I completely missed that. So I almost what, asked Don Beebe's hiccups to check in. Oh, really oh, what, oh and like, so yeah, funny. Sorry, my brain oh, is running awesome. out of very, very uh, small I didn't, I didn't catch it either. That's hilarious. I did because pretty, pretty quickly I sent a text. I said, did you just say Don? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, I had said it pretty quickly in all honesty, but that is damn funny. I totally missed it. Oh, that's really uh, Don was just short for David and maybe he was. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yes. So I'm assuming right. Chad Beebe is Don Beebe's son or what? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And he was on the Vikings for a little bit. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Had a cup, had a cup of coffee. Okay. Is he still, is he still with anybody right now? I'm not sure. I think he's, might be in the. He was even smaller than Don, though. He's a little guy. I thought he was in the XFL. Maybe oh, I'm thinking of. Oh, though. by the way, speaking of uh, Shadron and my and uh, Max, who played there with Chad Beebe, and uh, do you guys remember that uh, YouTube video of that uh, white little running back Cody Paul, mm-hmm. where it was like went super viral, where they were calling him like White Barry Sanders or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. him yeah. in youth league. <laughs> Yeah, well, he also was there at that same time. <laughs> wow. And he didn't really grow. He was like 5'6 and like a, or 5'5 five, five and like 180 pounds. But he was pretty good. But I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's funny. You went, you went to, you went to college and played football with like a, the, one of the first YouTube's like sensations. <laughs> All right. Question number two Who am I? Clue number one I have two NBA championships. However, I am on the list of the most NBA Finals game losses with 21 total Finals losses. Clue number two. I played in a total of six Finals with three teams. Clue number three. I won the 1981 Wooden Award and was only an NBA All-Star one time. We are going to check in. <laughs> All right. Bo Jackson's hiccups has checked in, so about 30-some-odd seconds for... Uh, purple rain man to talk it out um okay so i think when you asked about the celtics they may have won more in the 80s but he might have only been a part of whatever you know what i mean or do you honestly think they only won two well i'm not sure well he was i mean he would have been drafted in what 81 probably if he won the wooden yeah if if he had been the one who won it I, so if they had won in, because they won what like eighty six and eighty four, something like that. I mean, you might be right, but um, so you. I mean, I'm it... just trying to think of like in the eighties, 
right. a player that would have been had 21 total finals losses right. would have probably been a Celtic going right. up against the Lakers. That's and why I was so, thinking that. Well, I forgot they checked in. So we can just say it. We're, okay. we're, we're talking about Danny Ainge. We know he absolutely played for the Celtics. I know he was absolutely on that Phoenix team that uh, that lost. And then I I think I recall him on that Portland team that lost to Jordan and the Bulls. Okay. So, and so he would have won the Wooden Award at what he went to BYU, right? Yes. Because, like, initially I was thinking Sam Perkins, but Ainge sounds good, and that's three teams we know went to a finals. Correct. And they would have, he played in a ton of finals games. Right. Um, I I say we check it in. I I think it, I think it sounds right. I I like it enough where with them checking in and us already being behind, I'm willing to risk it. To, I think we have enough that it feels good. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm in. All right, we're gonna check in with Danny Ainge and Bo Jackson's hiccups. Oh man, they followed the exact same path that we did to that. We also came up with Danny Ainge. We kind of bounced. The 80s, talked about Celtics, Lakers, back and forth, landed on a Celtic. He mentioned Danny Ainge. Then we were looking at the teams. I said he played for the Suns. We knew he played for the Celtics. And then David mentioned that he played for the Blazers as well. So the exact same path to Danny Ainge as uh, they did. And he went to my rival high school, by the way. Of course he did. Because I always managed to write one. Yes, Did he cross you up, David? (laughs) <laughs> he's yeah. probably i think he's Left 10 years ankles. i feel like he's 10 years older than i am but he went to north ah. eugene high school so yeah uh, well clue number four was i am the first non-laker on the list of most finest finals losses um and then clue number five my number 22 is retired by my alma mater byu correct answer was danny ainge both teams receiving their points well done Question number three in Flop, Turn, and River. Clue number one. I was born in the Dominican Republic and originally signed with the New York Mets as a non-drafted free agent before being traded to Oakland in 2000. Clue number two. I made my Major League debut for the Brewers in 2005 after being traded for Keith Ginter in 2004. And clue number three, I am a seven-time MLB All-Star and a four-time Silver Slugger. What you got, Andrew? Games of Brewers. That I can think of from that time. Well. Of course. At the risk of sounding uh, racist. I was about to say, the, 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 only, the other two. The only one of these guys that's going to satisfy clue one is this. That's right. Right? At the well. risk of sounding racist. <laughs> Well, he gave me a list of brewers, and I was like, these guys are not going to be I'm okay. so sorry. I, mean, I didn't stuff. mean to. I, well, uh, I wasn't sorry. thinking about clue one. I was just thinking about the brewers from the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. That's that fair. played. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I wish we could put that as the episode title. <laughs> At the risk of sounding racist. Uh, okay. I'm really, I'm truly not. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, let's take another clue, okay? Okay, All right, that's we'll, fine. We'll take another clue. All right, okay. Bo Jackson's hiccups has taken another clue. So, Purple Rain Man, if you guys let me know what you want to do pretty quick. Uh, I mean, that, 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 
Yeah. You know, the, the, this, the, you know, country. Yeah. That, that got me thinking that with the, what I said. I sound like LA Knight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, oh. I don't really have a real strong other than. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I mean, if you want to go for it, we can, or oh, we can take a clue. Oh, man. I think we should do it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're, we're going to check in. Wow. Right. Go you guys. Purple Rain oh. Man has boldly checked in. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> well, we're behind. We got to try right. and make up some points. I hope Ooh. they put Russell Brain in. <laughs> Noted yes. Dominican Russell yeah. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the names I have. Dominican. Yes. Legend. We we eliminated him from the list with the earlier comment after I didn't read Clue One and was just thinking of um. Brain is basically Smith in the Dominican. That's the whole title. Wait, it's at the risk of sounding racist. Dominican legend Russell Brandy. <laughs> I just wrote down noted Dominican Russell Brandy as a show title, so we might be able to pull that up. All right, Walling, All right. hit us. Clue number four. I lost back to back World Series with the Texas Rangers. Okay, well, I mean, oh Nelson Cruz, did he play with him? Oh boy, because he, I, he might have come up think, with the Brewers. So team. now I'm concerned about the other name I mentioned because he went to the Houston Astros. But was he with the Rangers when they lost back to back World Series? No, no, he wasn't. He was before. Right. Exactly. I remember watching those World Series. So if you right. think, okay, so Scrap. I Nelson, Nelson Cruz was with the Rangers then. Yes. He could easily yes, be a he could, could watch the ball. Seven yeah. seven time all star, four time silver slugger. That sounds viable. Well then if you Yeah. I'll, I'll say honestly, I, the, the the clue about being traded for Keith Ginter does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, so but, but I, I think he only played for the Rangers for like maybe two seasons, and then I remember he went to the Astros. So we can eliminate Carlos Lee. Yeah. We know it's not Russell Branion or Josh <laughs> Jenkins, so we eliminated those earlier. I I think that Nelson Nelson Cruz. Yeah, we'll check in Nelson Cruz. All right. And <laughs> let's hear what the, uh, sorry, uh, Purple Rain Man had checked in with. So the first name that uh, Marcus sent over was Carlos Lee. And I was sitting there thinking, it's like, I couldn't, I, he couldn't have seven all-stars, could he? And I just think that's too many for Carlos Lee. Um, so then I was just, we were just kind of sitting here thinking, and then I, I sent a message to Marcus. I said, there'll probably be a Rangers connection because there've been a whole lot of Dallas-y stuff going on. So then I was like, Cruz? I'm like, he's from the DR. And can I say this? One thing when you said it, Eric and I, not that long ago, he sent me, well, Eric sent me a video of one of the game modes on MVP Baseball 2005. And I was like, Oh my God! I'm fairly certain Nelson Cruz is on the Brewers in that game. Like as a young, like no, no attributes, like not even like good at all. But like I was like, I think he was in that game, and so that gave wow. me even more confidence. That's why awesome. I was like, all right, let's do it. So we are check. We checked in with uh, Seattle Mariner legend and Minnesota Twin legend Nelson Cruz. Clue number five is a personal attack on me, so I'm not going to read it. But. Um... <laughs> Something about a fly ball. Uh, Misplayed fly ball. Um, Correct answer was Nelson Cruz. Both teams are receiving their points. Yeah, so Nelson Cruz was 
widely considered as what they called a 4A player, like not good enough, too good for AAA, not good enough for the major leagues. He was like a throwaway player in the trade that sent Carlos Lee to the Rangers. Mm. Um, so it was Carlos Lee and Nelson Cruz for Lance Nix, Kevin Mench, who wore shoes that were one size too small. And his head huge. He's massive head. And old Francisco Cordero and a minor league pitcher. Um, and then, yeah, he played, hit the famous Grand Slam in the, uh, the CS. And, yeah, he was a Texas Rangers legend before he wasn't. Oh, he stole it. He took it away from him. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe he took it away from himself. Sure. Well done, both teams. So... After the second quarter, we have tightened up a little bit. Bo Jackson's hiccups with 230, but nipping at the hiccup heels is Purple Rain Man with 225. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Okie dokie. Let's go on to question number one. We got questions about movies involving lovable losers because that's a theme here. Question number one. Before losing his right hand, Roy Munson was an up and coming bowler from Ocelot, Iowa. He won his first tournament in 1979 worth $1,500. What foot care product was the sponsor of that 1979 bowling tournament? Oh, okay. Well, yep. Uh, give me a second. I got to try and think if I know this or <laughs> I, I come up with some actual uh, name. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. we're gonna check in. All right, Purple Rain Man is checked in. So Bo Jackson's hiccups. Talk it out. Or don't. Whatever. You guys just <laughs> do your own thing. I don't know. I. I... Oh, sorry, are we talking? I'm sorry, I missed that. I've been thinking. Oh, we um, don't really know an answer. I put a no, no, no. I, I, I think it might be odor eaters. I really oh, do. Let's go with that because I said Pedialyte. No, the Pedialyte isn't a. No, I know, but <laughs> okay. like head means foot, and then you put the light on your feet. Well, you that's true, but it also means children. Okay, and Pedialyte, the foot care product that's getting written down. Hang on. <laughs> when you want to be light on your feet, Pedialyte. Ah, I see. Oh, when you want to be light on your feet. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Okay, all right, all right. Not bad. I, uh, I, I like it, but I'm pretty sure odor eaters is a better answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I agree. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, iPad has two feet. Tripod is three feet, so it's it's a foot thing. You know, <laughs> light on your feet. I don't know. Yeah. Let's go with yours, because. Uh, okay. All right. We'll check in. With, we'll check in with odor eaters. All right. And uh, purple rain man, what do you have? I don't have a strong uh, inkling on it, but uh, you know, some of the ones I was thinking is like <laughs> Tenactin? It's like, well, that could be, or Dr. Scholes. <laughs> but in the end, um, I have seen the movie. I don't remember this, but it seems like Odor Eaters would be the, the funniest of the bunch. So we also checked in with Odor Eaters. A Pedialyte would be the funniest of the bunch. <laughs> yes, Pedialyte. <laughs> it would take a lot of it. It'd take a certain amount of explanation. Maybe yeah, like 30 true. or 45 seconds worth. Yeah, true. But, true. Uh... <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
<laughs> yeah, neither team receiving points. Correct answer is Pedialyte. Um, <laughs> oh, the uh, both teams are receiving points. The correct answer was indeed Odor Eaters. Will Farrell provided a bunch of the background like shoutouts and taunts during that tournament, and then the like the subsequent Reno Open. So the voice in the background was shouting at Roy Munson was Will Farrell before he was. Wait, what's the timing of this? Kingpin was it's like mid nineties. Right? It was on yeah. SNL, probably. So yeah. Anyway, all right. SNL cast. All right. Question number two. In the movie Tin Cup, lovable loser Roy McAvoy got the shanks leading up to the U.S. Open. In order to correct them, his caddy Romeo advised him to change, put all his change in his left pocket, tie his left shoe in a double knot, turn his hat backwards, hit, and put a stick behind his left ear. Roy replies, I look like a fool. And Romeo responds, what do you think you look like shooting chili peppers over what, or up what two-time U.S. Open winning PGA golfer's ass? <laughs> now we, yeah, now we have to. All right. Oh, we'll check in. All right. <laughs> I'm excited about whatever Purple Rain Man has come up with. Uh, <laughs> Bo Jackson's hiccups, you guys can talk it out. So... I just confessed I've never seen this movie. Uh, so I was just trying to think of guys who likely won two U.S. Opens. I hate to say this out loud, but Lee Trevino's probably won about two. Would they have actually gone to, like, shooting chili peppers up Lee Trevino's? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Behind? Or you pick of the two? Well, the only reason I say that is because Lee Trevino's Mexican. If they were going to go for the all-out racist thing. angle... Man, David is a very racy episode. I know, I know. Okay, the other guy, the guy, David. the other guy I know in that era is that one too is Curtis Strange, um, and it does sound good shooting up Curtis Strange's ass. Like that sounds, you know. You got a coin? I, I uh, you, you flip something. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't. How about this? I have a box. Okay. Here we go. This will be strange. The, the yeah, I got it. Perfect. Flip it. Okay. It landed on the backside. That would be Trevino. Okay, we'll check in with Lee Trevino. <laughs> and if it's strange, whoops. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's probably neither. Purple Rain Man? Uh, well, uh, the first two uh, chats that went back and forth were never seen it. So wow, we would have no idea from that. So then uh, Marcus got up and was doing whatever he was doing because uh, he was going to be no help to me and i'm not any help either but uh, then i was like wait i think lee trevino maybe won two u.s opens <laughs> um and marcus said uh i said it because he was in happy gilmore and i said that's what got me thinking of him so i was like uh, okay yeah, and we, since we, we both the said it at like, the exact same time completely independent of each other correct and so <laughs> since we both sent the name at the same time to each other we decided to do that so we checked in also with lee trevino nice Nice. So, I will say that this is a pretty famous line from the movie, um, but it obviously is the wrong audience for this question. <laughs> um, and I will say that your answers are better than the right answer. So, neither team receiving points here. Um, but the correct answer is that he turns at him and looks at him, and after he says, you look ridiculous, he says, what do you think you look like shooting chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? And so the correct answer is Lee Jansen. <laughs> Lee huh. Jansen was late 90s, wasn't he? I thought. No, wait. 
I looked at this list not that long ago because I was writing questions. I thought Lee Jansen was later than that. Oh, never mind. Forget it. Right. We had the first name right. That's okay. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Half point. Yeah, he we, won the 1993 yeah. and 1998 U.S. Opens. Oh, um, what year was Tin Cup the movie? Tin Cup would have been late Cup. 90s. Yeah, it was late 90s. So, Are you sure? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. with you, David. I, in my head, it's like 87 or something. No, it definitely was late, late 90s. 90s. We put early 90s. All right. But it doesn't I, matter what it was. Uh, other than I was just, you know, uh, by the way, wouldn't have been able to tell you that Lee Jansen won two U.S. Opens. I only because I looked at the that, list. That's a name. Yeah. Only only because I looked at the Jansen list recently, person. and and I and I stand by the fact that Lee Trevino is a better answer. So I like that. <laughs> Lee uh, Tin Cup, nineteen ninety six. So one of them was before. Oh, okay. So the clue was. So the written... question was asking uh, just uh, at the end was what two? So it didn't say. It. It wasn't part of the movie. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, I totally to misparsed it. that. Yeah, you're totally right. Yep. My bad. Not that I would have said Lee Jansen anyway. I wasn't going to get it no matter what. No way. Are you sure? Are you sure, David? I'm positive. I still stand by Lee Torino, So, Question number three. We all know the eventual fate of the Jamaican bobsled team in Cool Runnings, but... Which Olympic event does Darius fail to qualify for after he is tripped by his future teammates Junior and Yul Brenner? Let's just let's just not overthink it. Let's check that in, okay? Is that all right? Yeah, I think it's I, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, why? Tell me again. Oh no, I just think it's that because I remember seeing the movie and we had the same thought. We put the same answer within about well, the five seconds of each other. Yeah. yeah. Five or ten seconds. All right. We are gonna check in. Right. Bo Jackson's hiccups has checked in. All right, Purple Rain Man, you can talk it out. I think it's a yeah, 100-meter dash. I, I I know it was a sprint. I Yeah, I don't recall there necessarily being a turn in it either. So, uh, And like you said, the 100-meter is the Jamaican national sport. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's the it's the national sport of Jamaica. It's just yeah, sprinting. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm good with the 100-meter. Okay. Check that in. All right, and Bo Jackson's hiccups? Oh, we said the same. Sorry, I'm zoning out. We both typed 100 meters within about five seconds of each other, so we both said same. 100 meter. <laughs> For the same thought process, we knew it was sprinting. Jamaica, yes. We'll lock it in. Both teams are receiving points. The correct answer was the 100 meter dash. Yes, he is Junior Falls, and I almost forgot that there was a character named Yule Brenner, and that made me laugh as I was looking this up. Doesn't he do the... Yeah quote in the mirror the i am well you know the quote uh, yeah yeah and yeah. um i see pride yes that's it <laughs> i see power, I see power. <laughs> yeah does anybody remember the name of the cart of the bobsled itself do you remember what name they oh, gave it god no okay so that was um Tallula was the name of the cart and if you remember um everyone laughs and then the one guy says um that's my mom's name and then everybody was like, it sounds like a great name. <laughs> so. Oh, the guy with the dread. That, that, yeah. That's yeah. a deep cut. Yeah, yeah it is a very deep cut. Yeah. That's a deep Funny cut. Guy. Yeah. Not a bad trivia question, just a deep cut. Yeah. Deep, yeah. If this if we go deep into cool runnings trivia one time, we'll pull that back out for <laughs> for that game. <laughs> I might remember it next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After halftime, we the scores have changed, but the lead has not. Bo Jackson hiccups, two eighty. Purple Rain Man, two seventy five. 
Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth ten points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. All right. List number one. Tony Gwynn had one three-strikeout game in his entire career, but these days the MLB averages 11 every Sunday. All that in mind, let's name the top five all-time strikeout leaders for hitters. Very important distinction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So hitters that were pitcher pitching in the no 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 Babe Ruth Shohei Otani. <laughs> if we right, yeah sure. there we got two Babe Ruth Shohei there we Kobe, go Colby Clemens yes we're gonna check in oh shit Ooh. with how many with the number that <laughs> we came up with yeah with enough right. Purple Rain Man has checked in so Bo Jackson's hiccups you can talk it out. Threw out some names like Bond, Soso, Rodriguez, Tommy, Dunn, McGuire, Cabrera, because he was mentioned earlier, and he played 21 years, you'd think. Um, playing. Uh, still playing. Yeah, so, he's still playing. So the ones, that David, I, the ones that I'm absolutely rock solid certain on are Reggie is still number one, for sure. Reggie Jackson. And I'm pretty sure Tommy is number two. He probably got close, but I don't think okay. he passed Reggie. So those two I'm sure about. I'm sure because I've written a ton of questions about Adam Dunn. Because he, he was just, he's been in the podcast for mentioning yeah. this. I know I, I, I love I writing like questions Sosa about him. Too. Yeah, he's, like he's Sosa. Yeah. So I think that's right. I think five might be A Rod, I feel like, but I my temptation is to just play it wee bit safe and go Reggie, Tome, Sosa, Dunn. Okay. That's fine. Cause yeah, to me, seeing you Nick's to Bonds and McGuire, I don't a-Rod, Bonds, McGuire, Cabrera, they're all, you know, those big swingers. I don't really know where they would land, but I feel confident with, like, Jackson Sosa and Dunn for sure, and you said Tommy was up there. Well, let's do that. Cool. All right, so then we'll check in with Jackson, Tomei, Sosa, Dunn. Oh, yeah. And Purple Rain Men, man? Um, yeah, we uh, we were both uh, – agreed on number one it's 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 always reggie jackson it's reggie jackson un, untouchable up there at the top uh josh came with jim tomey and then he threw out adam dunn and we were both kind of like uh but then i was like he's the he is the definition of the two outcome player he's either hitting it out or he's striking out so we decided to go with dunn i was for sure about a rod um yankees legend <laughs> <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> um, and uh, then we ended up, um, what is that? That was so the four. Jackson, Tommy, Dunn, and A-Rod, and we were not sure about a fifth. We we threw out Miguel Cabrera, um, but we just weren't sure where or how close he was. So we checked in with 
Reggie Jackson, Jim Tomey, Adam Dunn, and Alex Rodriguez. Right. So going from the top here with 2,597 with a bullet, Reggie Jackson. But not actually far behind him was number two, Jim Tomey, 2,548. Number three on the list, Adam Dunn, 2,379. Number four on the list, Sammy Souser with 2,306. And number five on the list with 2,287. Yankee great Alex Rodriguez. So both teams receiving their 40 points. Miguel Cabrera was mentioned. Miguel Cabrera is the right answer if I asked you who is the active leader for the most strikeouts. Uh, Where is he? Do you know where he is on the list? He is number six on the list. 2,000, but he's 200 strikeouts behind A-Rod. So see, that's where what you talked about comes in, Josh. You're like, yeah, he was so good at his peak that like he probably wasn't striking. Like it it didn't surprise me if he'd be close, but I'm like, I wouldn't feel confident, you know, guessing him. But good thing. Rounding out the top 10, um, number seven, Andres Galarraga with 2003. Number eight, Justin Upton. That was a name that I was not prepared to see on there. I could could tell you that because his strikeouts last year for the Mariners, that's basically all he did. (laughs) (laughs) He racked up half of them just last season? Just last season. (laughs) He did it in one less season than number nine on this list, which was Jose Canseco Hmm. um, with 1,942. And then six strikeouts behind that. And number 10, Willie Stargell. Oh, Pops. Yeah. He struck out a bunch. Justin right. Upton is shocking. That's that is crazy. That's a, that's a crazy one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, yeah. his size aren't supposed to be striking out so much. Nope. No. Nope. All right. All right. On to list number two. Since its inception in 1939, there have been 83 winners of the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship, which means there have been 83 losers for the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Name the schools, the top five schools with the most NCAA finals losses. Oof. Like the final game, like championship. Yes, the final game. Oh, God. Championship oh, game losses. God. We're going to check in. Purple Rain Man has checked in. So there's one half of Bo Jackson's hiccups that is kind of talking it out while watching yeah. David talk out something else with someone else. It's very animated what's going on. No, this talk is an audio out. medium. Is he talking about his wife? We should, like, we should like we should like we should just dub it over and I'll be like <laughs> is that is that a caterpillar see the dolphin the dolphin goes in the water right and out of the water I think Dylan was the greatest organ movie. duck of all time that's what that's what David's saying right now okay oh, headphones are coming David, back on. I said hey. we're locking in the five too late I said what really did you say that <laughs> no 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 I we we checked in so I talked it out with myself. Okay, so so where we were when I took off my headphones. Yeah, so we had we have UNC, Michigan, Duke, and Kansas. And then we're throwing around some other ideas. Andrew said Ohio State. And I said, I feel good about that, but I don't feel great about that. So my temptation is to go a little bit conservative and just take four. And then you nixed Michigan State, UCLA, and Kentucky. Well, definitely nixed UCLA. Kentucky could be viable. They do make it a lot. I mean, I'm partially that, going I'm partially going better? to the, Well, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, are they more likely in your mind than Ohio State? Uh, I put I put them both about the same. See, what I'm doing is I'm going from the fact that I have a rough idea of how many Final Fours they make, and I yeah. know how many championships they make. That's why I know that UCLA isn't on the list, because they made it so many of the times. 
So what, what's that? No, that's what's fine. That? That's fine. That was, was, your, that was your hand motion. You were doing, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to somebody at work. About yeah, dolphins. About, yeah, the about dolphins. the caterpillars. So they said that you work at an aquarium, David? <laughs> um, Eric yeah. said you were, you're an aquarium. Uh, you're the uh, definitely not. So, so I, my temptation is Duke, Michigan, Kansas, and UNC. And I'm, I'm, Floating around because the other problem with Michigan State is I feel like they've made it a lot, but they've won a, they've won a high percentage of the times. Okay, so I don't like them as much. I like I mean Ohio State or Kentucky could be those guys could be the five, but I don't know if I want to take a chance because if it's neither of them, then we're we're toast. So how about if we check in with four? Okie dokie, that works with me. All right, so we, we got all four last time. So. That's true. That's true. So we'll check in with UNC, Duke, Michigan, Kansas. Michigan, Kansas. Okay, and sorry, Purple Rain Man. What do you have? There were some very similar teams being bantied about there, and uh, um, we had a different four. Well, three are the same, but uh, a different fourth. Uh, we also had Michigan, uh, Kansas, and North Carolina. Um, but we have Kentucky as our fourth. Oh. Um, we, uh, I just wasn't there with Duke, but, uh, so, so yes, we checked in Michigan, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. Both teams will be receiving their points. Well done, oh. everyone. Oh. So number one, tied for number one, three different schools. One of them being the 2022 finals with North Carolina, Kansas and Duke all with six losses, Michigan with five and tied with four Kentucky. And Ohio State. Oh. oh, David, you were right. Yeah. Wow. You said you said they were right there. Well, who'd have thunk it, David? <laughs> Marcus. Although he didn't feel confident enough to give it an answer, though. So you know, oh, but the script only said a four for them, right? That's what the script said. So <laughs> right, yeah. he couldn't go right. for a fifth. Right. The uh, the team with the most NIT runners-ups, because this is when you'll need for your Rolodex, mm. uh, the Dayton Flyers with okay. five All NIT right. runner-ups. You know who has never been an NIT runner-up? But one Green NIT. Green. That's right. Fun fact. Jamario, <laughs> Jamario Thomas. He was a running back. And he was <laughs> my favorite player in college oh. football that year. He was pretty good. <laughs> List number three, give me the top five franchises with the most games lost in NBA Finals history. Oh, Whoa. Let's see. Danny Ainge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to like your answer. So I'm, you're talking me into it. Oh, well, then that'd be. No, 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 no. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll check in. Which one? Oh, okay. Yeah. You go with it, David. We'll check in. Okay. Bo Jackson's hiccups has eventually checked in. So, Purple Rain Man, talk it out for a few seconds. Okay. Well, oh, if you want, you want to take it? You want to go? No, no, no. You got this. All right. Uh, well, I think the top two have to be the Lakers and the Celtics just due to sheer volume of going to the finals. Because um, one thing I pointed out, which is going to come into play with our fourth answer is, you know, you can win the series, but lose up to three games so you can accumulate a decent amount of losses even in winning um so we have the lakers and the celtics as definites marcus came up with the 76ers i think yeah i think that 
I think they're up there. And then we were just trying to see if we could come up with any others. I asked about the Warriors, and they've been to the finals so many times. And once again, I know they've won most of them, but I don't think they necessarily like swept. I think they lost uh, one, two, three games, you know, so I think they hopefully have racked up enough. Just once again, they've been there so many times. It's like there aren't that many franchises that go a lot, I think. So so we're checking in with four Lakers, Celtics, 76ers, Warriors. All right, Bo Jackson's hiccups. Yeah, I'll spare you all the drama. We checked in with the exact same four. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the Knicks hanging in the wings. Yeah, we did it. NBA 2K. <laughs> that was the one I kept bringing up, NBA 2K. But he did. Andrew talked me into the Sixers after a while because we were we kept going back and forth because we didn't know how to break this down because like you want to get there a lot but you also want to lose a lot because I mean obviously the Lakers have won a bunch and they've lost a bunch they're obvious the Celtics are obvious after that I think it's like not obvious and so we we went Warriors and 76ers to add to that um uh so anyway yeah so so there's another way to get to this list and that's why I put it on here. I changed out one and I thought it was interesting when I looked at it. And then I looked and realized there was a way you could reason into it because what if I changed this and I said, name the top five franchises that have played the most games or appeared in the most NBA finals. And you would have your top five with the most losses in NBA um, finals games histories. Those are the Los Angeles Lakers with 92. These Boston Celtics with 52 losses, although they've appeared in a lot and didn't lose very much. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers with 29 losses. The San Francisco Golden State Philadelphia Warriors with 27 and 28 losses. The New York Knickerbockers. Oh. <laughs> hey! Everybody <All> right. win. <laughs> Everybody's getting points. So, Fun fact, the team with the worst winning percentage in NBA Finals history is the Orlando Magic, who lost a series 4-1 and then lost a series 4-0 for a whopping 1-8 record. You can't you can't uh, worry about that when you never make it. Yay, That's true. Timberwolves. That's true. I don't have a team. Uh, oh. Oh. But your old team, the actual old team, not the whatever they are yeah they yeah. were better than yeah they i think eight. i think both series or both uh because they went back to back in 78 and 79 bullets and sonics just rematched and those were i think six or seven games both of them i think they might have been both seven so that would have been they they were were both seven, seven. seven so yeah it was four so it was you know even there and then they went four two against the bulls so yeah yeah so the warriors franchise is actually third on the list in the most games played in the nba finals but they're fifth on the list in the most losses they they won too many of their they did win too many <laughs> okie dokie well yet again scores have changed the lead is not going at the end of the third round we have bo jackson's hiccups with 400 purple rain man on their heels with 395 that brings us to the fourth quarter The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. 
categories for today are as follows. Question one. As far as losers go, you win in baseball. Mm. Question number two. Can I kick it? Apparently not in NFL. Question number three. All the world loves a good loser in international soccer. And question number four. Man, you are one pathetic loser in college slash, or excuse me, in college basketball. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, as far as losers go, you win. The position player that appeared in the most wins since 1954 is also third on the list for most appearances in a loss. Name this 24-year Major League Baseball player who finished his playing career with a 1,972 and 1,583 record as a position player. All right, should we should we do it? In David, I trust. Oh, well, that better that better stop after this question because after, after this, well, I'm okay on college basketball, but like you know what's going to happen in the next two questions. All right, um, we'll check in. Okay, All right. okay. Bo Jackson hiccups has checked in. So, Purple Rain Man, talk it out. I came in first with uh, Ricky Henderson. I 24 sounds about right for him. But Josh, I like Omar Vizquel. Two-time Mariner legend. He had two different stints <laughs> with the Mariners. Um, and the fact that he said position player, like I remember when Ricky Henderson played for the Mariners, it was like either 2002 or 2003, something like that. And he was like lead. He was like I, I'm. I know he DH'd quite a bit. And Omar Vizquel, with his value was. Yeah, he field. was always in the field. Yeah. Right. He, there was no reason for him to DH. He, his value was playing shortstop. And so he's, I kind of yeah. like that better. And he, he definitely would have had some stretches on some not... <sighs> if those are the two names that we feel the best about, I would lean Vizquel. I don't know who else. Like, I'm sure if I went back and like really tried to think hard. I about... mean, I'm sure like, I know like Julio Franco played 20 yeah. some odd years and uh, like Tim Raines, but like I couldn't start, uh, but Tim Raines, I think probably DH'd a bunch towards the end of his career even. And I don't know if maybe... that, is that even a part, am I thinking too much about that? Like... I don't know. Well, it does say position player. And position I know that, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know. Call quick TO. I don't know if this will change anything, but it was basically non pitcher. Oh, okay. So it was not oh, okay. intended to be it wasn't ex- okay. exclusive. Oh, right? Okay. So. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <sighs> well, then. Oh, God. Well, then. Ugh. Well, okay. Honestly, if we're not thinking about that, then that makes me lean back towards Ricky Henderson because. His value was on the base pass, so he's always in the lineup with Vizquel. I mean, you could. Yeah. I don't know. I could go either way. This is so uh, dumb. F- for some reason, like I, I typed it to you. I don't know. For some reason, twenty-five season sounds. I mean, I've definitely looked up Ricky Henderson for questions and stuff, but maybe it was only twenty-four. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling. Oh, it feels like we're gonna pick the wrong thing. I would maybe lean Vizquel just because, like I said, for some reason, 25 seasons is the thing that keeps pinging in my brain about Henderson. Okay. 
and that that could be completely wrong but you know you know what i'm gonna either care i'm gonna i'm gonna take this burden on my shoulders josh this is me <laughs> taking the stand for no reason all right i let's check in with ricky henderson for a while. all right all right and bo jackson's hiccups we talked about ricky henderson and omar viscal but eventually we went with what i felt like was a even more obvious answer which maybe it means it was too obvious and we checked in with pete rose who probably bet on a whole bunch of those games so there was another way to get to this answer when you start looking at the overall record that this person compiled there is one baseball player in mlb history that has played in over 3500 games his name is pete rose yeah. one team is receiving the points oh, so well, i guess ricky it henderson, didn't matter which way we went ricky <laughs> henderson not not a bad guess ricky henderson is sixth on the list of losses and sixth on the list of wins okay he is um i want to say he is number four all time in total games played uh, okay so okay. number two hank, hank aaron hank aaron is number three on the all-time games played list he was let me see Number two on the wins list and number four on the losses list. Okay, but I want one more guess. Yaz is really high on the games list. He's got to be pretty high up there, right? Yaz, number three on the wins list and number two on the losses list. The worst, the number one on the losses list, Rusty Staub. Nice. Um, Mm. Yeah. That would have been a question. (laughs) Well, scores have changed, but we'll recap them in a bit. All right, let's go into question number two, shall we? Question number two is, can I kick it? Apparently not in NFL. Did you know that the worst career field goal percentage is 47.1% and it is held by Tommy Davis, who kicked for the 49ers from 1959 to 1969? But coming in at 48.6, can you name the famous football sportscaster that is number two on the list of futility? Yeah, pretty sure I can. You just answer him, David? (laughs) <laughs> Did you say yeah? I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> I thought I heard that. I was. Like, <laughs> you got to read the question. You're like, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> that was awesome. David's positive oh, affirmations were supposed to be in his head. Do you feel good about that, Josh? I, d- yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. We're gonna check all right. in. All right. Purple Rain Man has checked in. So Bo Jackson's hiccups. You guys can talk it out. I am. This has to be Pat I mean, Summerall, right? Yeah. I mean, he's. I he's know he was a kicker, basketball. right? I know he was a kicker. He was a longtime announcer. He played in an era when guys didn't hit because uh, they had that stupid straight on kick, so they weren't as they weren't as accurate. Uh, I'm. I, I. I can't think of who it would be otherwise. I can't think of many kickers that went on to be to be famous sportscasters. It's. It's got to be. I just can't think of anybody else who's even close. Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's fine with me because I said I would have to think about a sportscaster who played football and then was a kicker. So, All right. We'll check in with Pat Summerall for 100 points. All right. Purple Rain Man? Yeah. Um, Chalk another one up. Uh, th- I guess this could enter on your bingo card if you choose to, if you got a space you're not sure about. NFL Films, I remember distinctly a bunch of Pat Summerall talking about it, and it said Pat Summerall, kicker. And... So who's the most? He's about as famous as you get as a sportscaster. So that seemed like it was right, and Josh agreed. So 
we checked in with Pat Summerall for 100 points. Both teams are receiving their points. The graduate of the University of Arkansas with a major in Russian history, which I would be curious how many people from Arkansas can claim that they have a degree in Russian history, but we'll <laughs> tackle that later. I know Jerry uh, Jones doesn't. <laughs> boy, that's not, yeah. Yeah, the correct answer was Pat Summerall. So we made 100 total field goals. He did have a 97% extra point uh, success. So, and he did I feel kick... like I could do, uh, I could pass 47% on extra points. So I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> the old extra points. Yeah. I was going to say the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After two questions, we have a score of uh, Bo Jackson's hiccups has 600 and Purple Rain Man has 395. And now for the category everyone was waiting for. All the world loves a good loser. That's international soccer. No? Okay, sorry. Well, I didn't write these. Uh, which country has lost the most World Cup finals? Or excuse me. Which country has lost the World Cup final the most times? Their four losses were in 1966, 1982, 1986, and 2002. But they have not lost the finals since. Uh, we'll check in. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did. <laughs> I'll, I'll put this one on my my shoulders. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, Purple Rain Man has checked in, and fifty percent of Bo Jackson's hiccups is here to come up with an answer. Well, I can talk it out because I guess I don't have to have a. I'll, I'll switch back over to David there. Um. Not huge soccer fans, neither of us. Um, just trying to think about countries that would be there. We wagered zero, so I don't think it really matters what I said. So Brazil, I don't know. Argentina, Brazil, Japan, Spain, you, you pick it. Okay. Which, what the, are you thinking, David? The landmass. We'll go with Spain. Spain sounds okay. good, because I'm pretty sure Brazil and Argentina have been pretty successful at least. But I, I've seen a list, like on sporical of countries that have at least been there a lot spain was on there the netherlands germany brazil argentina we'll go with spain they're right there in the middle all right well purple rain man what'd you have i mean i i don't think it's a shock that everybody knows i'm not a huge fan of soccer but for this podcast you have to write questions about a variety of things and i've looked at the world cup and uh, most of this information didn't do much for me, but 2002, I do believe that Germany lost to Brazil. So, uh, we're checking in with Germany for one or so not 100 for 95 points, 95 Germany. One team is receiving their points. They have won four times and lost four times, specifically 2002 when they lost as you said, to Brazil, the correct answer is Germany slash West Germany with four losses in World Cup final history. The Netherlands has reached the final three times, but has never won. So they are the one with the most appearances without a victory. The scores have switched a bit. We now have Bo Jackson's hiccups with 600 and Purple Rain Man with 490. All right, we will go on to question number four with Man, you are one pathetic loser in college basketball. There have been 
a total of nine men who have won the NCAA championship as a player and a coach, but only one who has lost both. He lost the 1953 NCAA championship in a player and lost three times as a head coach to go with his two victories. Can you name him? We're going to check in. All right. The For the final time tonight, Purple Rain Man has checked in. So, Bo Jackson's hiccups, you can talk it out. Well, I send teams to David. I said, hey, 50s basketball, I don't know. UCLA, Kentucky, Indiana, Kansas, any of those clicking? You know the coach at any of those teams? And I think he's still... And then he said, hey, no better way to start the week. Sorry. Oh, that was just me. <laughs> I was reading this. Sorry. And now he is pondering. So, and, and whoever it is we're saying it has lost this championship in 53 and came back and lost three times as a head coach. So somebody who is two and three as a head coach, correct? Um, That's how that would read, yeah. That that's yes. That that's what the question says. <laughs> How many times was Dean Smith in the finals? Because he won two, for sure, and he lost. He lost in eighty one. He lost in seventy seven. Did he play? So he was on. He was on a Kansas team that lost. Okay, and that's one of the teams I sent. I said I don't know fifties. I said UCLA, Kentucky, Indiana, Kansas. Anybody, anybody from those teams that you thought might have played that would have been a coach would fit it. Well, he see he played for Kansas, and he and and then obviously coached in North Carolina. But there's yeah. no there's there's no way he's going to ask a Dean Smith question <laughs> when he knows that I'm on. Of course, who wrote this question? I didn't write this game. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So that that gives us more possibility here. Um. So how many times? I'm just trying to remember Dean Smith's record in the. In the finals, I know he won exactly two. Did he lose three? I'm not just trying to think you along because honestly, your guess is going to be as good as mine. I'm just trying to think you along. 1953, if he lost as a player, it checks off. If you know he won two, it checks off. Two out of the three things check off. He was a player and a coach. That's more than I have. Are, are we talking about checkoffs championships? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm my brain is so fried at this point. Um, we can go with that if you want. If you're tired and you need a break and you think that's the answer and you want to... All right, let's let's do it. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean Smith for 100 points. I'm riding David here. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, what? Well, last time, you know, Mason, you <laughs> we swung and missed. I'm hoping David will lead me to victory. All right. And Purple Rain Man, what did you have? That took David longer than I thought it would to to get to that because um, the only reason I have this is because I wrote a flop turn in river about this person not that long ago. And so I do believe he's actually one of the nine who have a 1-1 because he won in 1952 as part of the Kansas Jayhawks team. So, yeah, we also checked in with Dean Smith for 100 points. Both teams are receiving their points. The correct answer was indeed Dean Smith. He lost in the 1953 finals after winning the 1952 finals as a member of Fog Allen's KU Jayhawks and then lost three times during his tenure um, while winning twice. So good job to everyone. Okay. 
Purple Rain Man finishes with a respectable 590 points. But our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted North Texas great Steve Ramsey Award with 700 is Bo oh. Jackson's Hiccups. Ooh. <laughs> quarterback. Oh, man. Sorry. How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Anything you want to say before we call it a night? No, I, I thanks to David. You know, I think we bounced some ideas off of each other there, but he he really helped carry the team, especially at the end. And now I'm one and one, so I'm hoping if I can come back, I'll get to two and one. You know, I don't care who I partner with, although I feel bad that we lost it with Mason there at the end, so. But thank you, David. One and zero with David. That's what counts, right? <laughs> Don't Thanks, Andrew. It. it was fun. Yeah, it was a great oh, time. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. Don't let it go to his head. <laughs> and a special thank you to Mr. Matt Freire for providing these questions for the night. Even though I think it was a subtle dig at me by making me read a game about losers. <laughs> All right, you, Matt. Love you, subtle? Matt. I'm not <laughs> sure right. that was so subtle. A not so, a, maybe a not so subtle dig. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, thank you for joining us tonight. And on behalf of David, Josh, Marcus, and myself, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes! Yes! Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.